Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and today we're just going to dive right in. You have seen this brother <laughs> a few times on the broadcast, and we're going to just dive right in and welcome Brother Auka Alegba. Glad to have you, Brother Auka. Good evening. How you doing? I am well. I am well. You know, it has. Uh, it's been good. It's been good. You know, we're we're hanging in there and doing all of what we can do. And you know, really, I think that's kind of what it's all about. What can we do uh, to make it better for ourselves, huh? And the group, the people that we are uh, a part of. Hmm? And yeah, just to continue on in that conversation and what we had uh, chatted on before. Uh, but you have some great updates and some information about uh, the some of the the events and, and things that have been going on, things that you've been participating in. Would you like to go ahead and share that with us? Well, um, this past Saturday, um, we had the uh, presentation that was done um, by the Economic Development Commission that I chair. And the, uh, uh, the topic was pooling resources for black economic development. And okay. it was, we had the founder, one of the founders of Us Lifting Us. Um, and you can go, you can find out more about Us Lifting Us by going to usliftingus.com. And kind of give you give you insight of what what they're doing as far as their uh, uh, collective work that they're doing in 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 Georgia and then of course, but it's actually uh, a national organization. It's just not it's based in Georgia, but you know uh, there's members throughout the uh, the country that's that's part of uh, us lifting us. So just the gist of it is just a continuation of uh, of what we what we do with the Economic Development Commission is to um, basically have uh, what we call our financial literacy classes where we try to uh, allow our people to get understanding of uh, uh, groups that are doing things uh, on our behalf and then how to uh, get involved with them and so forth. So that's, that's the, that's, that's one of the things that I've been uh, working on uh, with the Economic Development Commission. Okay. Yeah. Us lifting us. Uh, out here, looks like I'm out here on the website, us, mm -hmm. that's usliftingus.com. And uh, yeah, super cool. Uh, now, do you remember the, the person that did the presentation? This yes, it was, yes, this is uh, Baba Hakima. Uh, uh, Baba Hakima, that's uh, Kamaya. Kamaya, Kamaya, I'm trying to pronounce that last name. Yes. Okay. He was the one that did the presentation, but, um, and, you know, so this kind of give you insight of, of what we're doing on the, uh, on the basis is to try to find the models of, of, 
of groups that are actually uh, doing things on it from a collective uh, basis, because a lot of times what it is, is that it's challenging to um, finance some of the business adventures and so forth. So they are doing it by pooling their resources. So that's the whole thing to say that we could do it um, from that collective standpoint, because sometimes when you do it as an individual, it's, uh, it's, it's, definitely harder it's challenging because um as we're going to be talking about today uh we're going to be talking about the challenges that that uh black businesses have as far as uh, making sure that our people are spending money with with us because uh, we're we have a disposable income of 1.2 trillion dollars but but just retaining uh two percent is not going to cut it uh, and that's that's been a challenge for years. Uh, 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 Dr. Claude Anderson talked about it in Black Labor, White Wealth, and then in Powernomics. Uh, Juwanza Kanjufu talked talked about it in Black Economics. And just like we were talking to before we came on, uh, this brother here, uh, Sean Rochester, he talks about it in the Black Tax. Okay. So we're seeing that this we're seeing that this is um, is still where we at and, and we have to do a better job as far as uh, redirecting our dollars. Okay. Yeah, sure. Now this, um, the presentation, is there anything in particular that brother Baba spoke of that really stuck out with you that, um, you know, sometimes it just kind of resonate resonates, you know, something that really within the presentation that, you know, some of it can be just information. Yes, you know, we're talking about well, coming together well, and all that. But several things, but one in particular is the the fact of the matter is that um, this group is looking to uh, form uh, businesses and businesses in other communities. So, 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 you know, they're based out of Atlanta, out the Atlanta, Georgia area, but they're looking to. Um, go into different areas because we know that when we look at like where I'm from, uh, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, there's uh, a lot of businesses that, that we don't have. So mm -hmm. we have to, we have to have um, uh, established these businesses. And, and, and that's a, the other part of trying to redirect the 1.2, uh, a better percentage of $1.2 trillion is to make sure that we have those for them to participate in and and yeah so so that was one um the other one was the fact of the matter is that um one thing that stru struck me is that this thing is to build what we call generational wealth mm -hmm. and that's that's one of the things that we we're challenged with is that uh we're not passing on wealth you can't we can't you can't pass on income you know, you could pass, you could pass on wealth. Income is is getting a job. You can't pass a job on, but you you could pass on wealth. So we trying to understand. Um, uh, so so that was one of the things that was stressed is to uh, how do we go about uh, uh, generating wealth and having uh, wealth for for many generations and so mm -hmm. forth. Now you know when it comes to generating wealth, one of the one of the books that I had read early on was called A Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Kiyosaki, I believe, is uh, the author of that. But that was a big, huge book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he had mentioned in Rich Dad, Poor Dad was that a home, not to consider a house or purchase of a house, not to consider that um, an asset, but a liability. Mm. And, you know, that concept, you know, he threw that out there and everything. And, and I understand it. And I understand how it could be considered a liability because you, of course, need to uh, put money into um, maintaining the property or the home, mm -hmm. uh, paying taxes, things like that. I can see that. But I think that where he went with it was just unfortunate in that if anyone really paid much attention to it down the line, you want to accumulate or have some type of property that you can pass on. Right. Or uh, be able to invest in. Now, yes, you're going to have a liability of maintenance and everything, but you you're going to have to pay rent anyway if you're not buying a home then you're renting a home mm. and a home could be you know wherever condo uh, uh you know if you're not purchasing something you're renting something now one thing about this this guy that wrote the book uh, rich dad poor dad is that he did a lot of investing in real estate and, and has made a great and had a great foundational uh, business success that he's uh, prospered by renting, right? So <laughs> why not by renting property to others? So why right. not put in a blurb or a book that, hey, you know, your, <laughs> your home is a liability. Yes, it is, but you're going to have to pay that expense anyway yes. doing something right so one thing go ahead no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> so just this the thought on it home having a home what i saw about having a home and even in being a certain age is that if you spend the time to purchase the home and to have the home, it be it becomes a, a property that you can sell because here in the greater Kansas City area in Jackson County, that home back in, in maybe in 2000, 2001, you may have spent, it may have been worth, the property may have been worth maybe 125000 Well, now that property to buy that same home, you're looking at it being 225,000, right? right? So, I, you know, that could have been a nice little nest egg if someone decides, okay, well, this home here, it's what it is. And, you know, of course, property and trying to build homes, uh, building a new home right now is just straight ridiculous because of the expense of the materials and things. So the, the home, uh, purchasing a home that's already been well maintained as a as a first home uh, wouldn't be a bad thing for a family to do well it, that could have been something that if a person was looking to retire uh, right. retire yeah. and use that as as wealth that's wealth generating right at that point so that's kind of where yeah. you know I think that 
that that's an important thing to do is to have uh, some type of property. If you can, young people, I know a lot of young people that now they're not African-American young people. A lot of them are European American young people. Mm -hmm. They still push their children, uh, these young people to purchase a home. You know, they can, say whatever they want to say on the newsreels that you know young people aren't buying homes or whatever but if if the home if you have that even if if it is considered a liability whatever on the books but you have that home that purchasing power of what that home will be worth 15 20 years and then you can upgrade the home that and sell it and then buy a bigger or better home or whatever in a different neighborhood things like that I mean, that's just something, a way to generate wealth. And I think young people need to understand that, that yeah. uh, wor working and, and, you know, not getting in over your head and not being able to afford the payment, right? The house payment. I'm not saying getting in over your head, but what about, are they looking at, or, you know, this could be something that we can look at even the more, the property, you know, property is is, you know, big now. I mean, right. it's always been big because people are, you know, when you're losing your home, then you still have to go rent. Well, <laughs> you know. well here's the interesting point that I wanted to go back to something you had mentioned, uh -huh. retirement. And it's interesting that you brought that up because what happens sometimes is that some people, if they have a big house and to make their retirement work, they, they downsize. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's a trend that I've seen. I've seen because my brother was discussing this. My brother lives in the Dallas, Dallas, Texas area. And he was telling me how some of some of the friends, that's what they were doing. They were downsizing and then they would take that equity and, and, and put that's their that's part of their retirement plan. You know, right. So, right. But if you never and, they, and now they invest in that, <laughs> invest in that and other things, you know, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. But if you never had that mindset to own, right, you never had the mindset to um, work, uh, build a business. If that's, you know, something that's you are wanting to do and you're you can see where it grows or funding the business to where you can um funding the business by working the business, you know, because I know couples, one works and funds and keeps things going while the other one runs the business. That's mm -hmm. not an unreal thing to do. Uh, but to know that when you're working towards those goals, that you can, you can work together, keep your job, right? And, and grow the business. But you're, you'll always have the expense of needing somewhere to live is the point. Yes. So, you know, don't be afraid of purchasing property, mm -hmm. uh, buying a home. There's, there, you know, even though the upkeep is there, you know, if you're wise in what you're doing. And um, I even know of people that are purchasing uh, houses or property and flipping them. That's something that's if you're talented yes. and can do, right. you know, taking that in because you'll always have to have a place to stay. The right. government isn't going to pay everybody's rent. You know, it's it's going to be something that you'll you'll have to do. So I'm just kind of really 
that was a big deal back in, in the day, 20, 30 years ago, rich dad, poor dad. And, you know, I understand downsizing and taking that equity, but you had to be able to put something in it is the point. Right. So in, in the way that the economy is going, I think that people are uh, getting, it's pretty discouraging and disturbing out there, Mm -hmm. but, the the ways of life still go on so if you're work to continue on with an idea you're a young person getting started should i rent uh should i buy you know a home if you can uh you know i would definitely buy the home and get started to get some equity into some property and then from there, 10 years, 15 years, that's that's a, an asset that you that you have. It becomes something that you can can bargain with and use to to uh, grow it and get a better home or sell and, you know, start a business or something, you know, because renting is it's just it's it's necessary. And there's some of some of us that choose to rent because well maybe well here's here's the thing and i, I want to make sure we share this is that the challenge is that with us as people uh a lot of us it is those dynamics that a lot of us want to purchase a home mm-hmm. and because of the the way the lending practices are you're right um that's redlining yeah that's that becomes Mm -hmm. a problem um and and i'm gonna share this story about uh, a relative of mine um she she couldn't understand why she qualified to purchase this suv this is back years and years Mm -hmm. ago but the the suv was the same price of the house that she was interested in buying and in, in, in purchasing, mm-hmm. but she qualified for the SUV, but not for the house. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is that we have these um these dynamics that we're dealing with with, with the redlining practices and, mm-hmm. and that and that becomes that that presents the challenges with that. And um and so what what it does sometimes is that it becomes a, a kind of like a domino effect when you, when, when, you know, so, so some people that may see someone that may have challenges, uh, uh, getting purchasing a home. Sometimes they don't even want to be bothered with that. They mm-hmm. just go in, into that vicious cycle of renting. That's just one part of it. It's not mm-hmm. all, that's not always the case, but we definitely have to, uh, uh, see that, um, mm-hmm. uh, how that, how that, how that, uh, sets up a, um, Domino effect, and it and it it does impede people from being able to uh, grow and have uh, wealth. So we're talking about uh, economic development. So personal wealth, and here's the thing: uh, redlining is redlining. You can't purchase a home beyond a, a certain red line in another community that's predominantly European American. Okay, so the home that you will be able to purchase is probably within the African-American community. And we know in this this book, definitely the black tax and others outline it so eloquently. The issues of having 
being able to live in the even live in the African-American community because you're taxed and, and overtaxed based right. on what it is that you have to, you know, your insurances are going to be higher. Um, mm-hmm. Your taxes are going to be higher because even in Jackson County, that's even a bigger mess. But so the black tax is there within the black communities. Mm-hmm. Now, where we're talking about uh, black economic development, mm-hmm. I I just... I want I want to make sure that where where what communities are we talking about developing black economic development? To me, uh, there's all kinds of blight. Mm-hmm. There's blight where they run from the inner city and then take the knowledge, the the um, resources, and move to the suburbs. So we're talking about integration or integrating a segregated community. You know what I'm saying? But one thing that we had also discussed before is that uh, what about even though segregation was segregation, we still mm-hmm. had our knowledge base. We still had our our economics within the African-American community because of segregation. Mm-hmm. And our community thrived even the more. But when we talked about desegregation, which is definitely important because we should be able to uh, go anywhere in this country that we'd like to go and, of course, live anywhere we'd like. Okay, we we should have that option because they have that option. A European-American family can live anywhere in in any community that they want to live here in this country. So, of course, having the same opportunity as African-Americans, we should we should have that. Uh, But in that, when we're talking about black economic development, we should be talking about also developing the inner city opportunities Mm -hmm. where there's crime, where Mm -hmm. there's hopelessness, where there are gangs, where there is a blight where the educated African-American or anyone that, you know, wants to leave, does leave and then tries and works to segregate or go into other communities that are safer. Mm-hmm. And and I'm glad you brought that point because that's one of the things that um, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about in Poweronomics um, uh, when we're talking about uh, developing those areas that you're talking about that may be where the crime is high. Um, he talks about that we have to work in, in in reducing crime to entice people, black people to um, have businesses in, in those areas and so forth. So he uh, he gives it a name. I forgot the name that he used mm-hmm. in, in polynomics, but he was it was kind of like a, um, I'm trying to think of it was if it was called a safe he gave, gave it a name as for as like uh, a term that he used for 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 uh, low crime, you know. Okay. And uh, I, I can't remember the term offhand, but but that was one of the things that he talked about that we have to do a better job to make sure that we could actually uh, uh, develop those businesses in those areas and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so so here's the question. You know, mm-hmm. yes, he's already brought it up. Uh, in uh, 
black power, uh, white, uh, black labor, white wealth. He's already brought that up. And yes, so the idea is to make the African-American community safer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And by making it safer, then here's black businesses. Uh, but the families are still there is the point. Mm -hmm. So does money make uh, a community safer? What can make a community safer? Well, it's, yeah. it takes a lot. I mean, there's a lot that has to go into that formula. And that formula that you talk about is, uh, and one in particular, education is, uh, is very uh, important that we need to do. And education is just, is more than just, it's more than just um, what we're talking about, um, taking algebra and taking all the mm -hmm. different courses in, in school. But the education is a, it, in terms of educating our people to understand that uh, we need to be doing things to better the uh, social economic conditions in our, our respective communities. Mm -hmm. That's the education that uh, to understand that, um, as we talked about, as you were alluding to earlier, is that it's not by uh, accident that these communities are are segregated. It was it was done. Uh, there was ways to to make sure that it would happen. So recognizing that we are in that situation, then I like to um, uh, reference um, this book. Uh, African-centered consciousness versus the new world order by uh, Dr. Amos Wilson, what some of the things, what he talked about in there. I want to just go ahead and quote this right real quick. Okay. Um, let's see where is that? I wanted to find, okay. Okay. Yeah. This is the part. And you, we always hear the term by many people talk about uh, nation building. You know, mm -hmm. you heard you heard that term before. And one of the things that uh, Dr. Amos Wilson talked about, he said, this is how it reads this. It say many of the problems we suffer today are because we don't we do not see ourselves as a nation. We complain about we are segregated from everybody else, about how we are not part of the mainstream, how we are not part of the economy, how we are shut out from the government and the political process. If we are are not part of these things, and yet these things are are what define a nation, then we are not part of the American nation. That nation is a white nation. Mm. In, in effect, a de facto nation, but we are afraid to recognize it. So we have those things that those characteristics. That's what he's talking about. But the fact of the matter is, is that in these areas that you're talking about is that it's a mindset that we, we should look at in terms of that we have to uh, do for self, that we have to uh, do those things uh, that's necessary for us to uh, operate in. And, and of course, uh, like what you were talking about in terms of how this, get, this gets, gets done, it's uh, like I say, um, uh, we recognize that um, one, of, one of the key things that we recognize is that we have 
a lot of self-hatred that, that we need to get out of our, mm -hmm. ourselves. You know, that self-hatred is, is, is an impediment. It's it, it, major. It's major. And, and that presents the challenges because um, it finds itself in a way where, just, some, just think about it like this, where there may be someone that may have, uh, have an idea of doing something, but then there's someone that comes out and start spreading gossip and all kinds of different things that, that undermines the efforts of that particular person. So, and we see this quite often, is that um, uh, we have to make sure that we we understand that these things are going to happen. We had this stuff happen back in the, the 60s where we had leaders and they they spread things on them and mm -hmm. and they 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 try to undermine that movement. So these things are still present today that we we have people that are trying to work in our interests, but they're um, they're they're going through what we call a, a character assassination. Mm. So so we have to be focused more so on the message that's coming from that person, uh, the message and not the messenger. And mm -hmm. when we get focused more on the message and understand if that person is talking about how we become more a self-determining people and that in, in, in terms of those things like uh, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about, Dr. Amos Wilson, Dr. Juwan's Medjufel, you name it, all these people, all these people that, which, all these things that they talk about, we, we, we should then understand that our purpose is to, um, again, um, uh, do for ourselves in terms of how we, because doing for ourselves is going to actually um, entails us doing it for our for future generations. Because okay. the work that we do today is for the for the future. So you have to be thinking of how the efforts, how those efforts, going to impact the future. Because that's what a lot of our ancestors did. Because some of them, we, as we talked about. In, in our previous discussion, some of them had to close their, you know, close their mouth and, you know, because there were some bad things, you know, my dad told me there was many times that, you know, he was the, the abuse that verbal abuse that he was faced with, but he had to tight, you know, close, you know, you know, kind of not saying it. Yeah. yeah bite and, the bullet and keep, keep rolling. Uh, so, well, mm -hmm. so these things were done. And, and so, so, I've just made that analogy to say that these are the things that we're doing now is that there are some sacrifices that we have to make to make sure that uh, things uh, are, are beneficial for future generations. Okay. Now, you know, there's a social, uh, there is a uh, psych psychological process that human beings just naturally do. Uh, they'll, they'll wait to see if someone else is going to pick up and do, right? right. Uh, so they'll they'll say, mm, what a shame, but then they'll wait to see if someone else is going to help rather than them rolling up their sleeves to help. Yes. Uh, I think that self-determination, what you're mentioning and what so many others mention and, and talk about, and we've heard for decades 
as African Americans, um, self-determination is is super essential to where we're wanting to even survive and then being able to thrive and, and give back. I I want to go back to where what which which economy do you develop? Do you develop the African American inner city economy? Or do you develop your your economy where you are, whether you live in the inner city, whether you live in a suburb, wherever you are, right where you are, and then be conscious to mm. to put businesses or uh, do business with businesses that are in the Afri- inner city African-American community. Right. And, and, and the answer to that is that when we look at it, we look at where, where our population is at. You know, we have a lot of um, people that live, a lot, lot of people that live in the, what we call the uh, inner city. You know, so um, I would say that uh, the development definitely has to start there. Uh, but there's things that we definitely have to do to make that happen. And, and this is this is the it's it's a process. It's a, it's a lot of things that have to come in place. Um, one. Um, it's just the the mere fact of of understanding the importance of spending money with each other okay mm-hmm. and that stems from here here's, here's where i'm going with this it stems from what i said earlier where i was talking when i was talking in terms of a nation i'm talking in terms of group interests understanding because because when we talk about a lot of times we hear we say we talk people talk about the asians talk about all these different groups how they do these different things well, hello, that's the same thing that we need to be doing. And it's can do. And, and of course, and, and, and of course, I understand that those dynamics are what, what, what stopped us from, from doing those things. But the, but the challenge is, this is the challenge, Sister Ann, the challenge is more so those who understand or that that or have been able to uh, read and 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 understand more about uh, our history and understand the all the things that we've been through. Mm-hmm. I put the burden on them to do better because I will tell you there are many of us that have read a lot of Claude An- Dr. Claude Anderson books and you name it but we are still are not actually uh, living by those principles that's, that's in the book. Okay. And that, that's kind of like the word of God too. You know, if you're a believer, we have the word of God, the Bible as our guide and the struggle becomes uh, making sure that you die to self and then surrender to the word of God. And I, I've also pointed out, the concepts that of uh, of improvement and making this group, our group as African Americans, better and productive, self 
you know, the nation within a nation, right? Mm -hmm. Better is that they're really, they're really biblical principles anyway. Mm -hmm. So what these men as secular writers have done, it's, it could be considered just uh, common sense, but really it's the sense and the wisdom that the Bible has given. So others have taken the word of God and, and been blessed by it. The Jews, of course, take their teachings and learnings and they become super productive, right? Uh, and, and if you want to oppress, you can go in the word of God and find out how to oppress somebody by what they experienced in oppression, right? And do that. So even the oppressor has gone to the word of God and found mm-hmm. out, well, how can I oppress these people? You know, slavery's in the Bible for a reason, right? So right. I, Suzanne, I want to go back to something you, you talked about. Sure. It was the, the fact that you, you had made mention of how um, people follow each other, you know, that they, like psychology, you know, mm-hmm. you made mention that of that. And what I was alluding to earlier is the ones that I was alluding to the fact of the people that are knowledgeable that mm-hmm. they should yeah. be should be spending doing money better. with black owned business, but they mm-hmm. somehow they, they're not doing it. Well, the others, there's other people looking at that. Oh, you, you, you talk about this, but you're not doing it. Not doing you're not it. setting the examples. Mm-hmm. So you, we have to become better examples. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and we have better when you, when you're consistent, because there, here's the thing I mentioned self-hatred. So some people are looking for excuses not to do it, not to, uh, 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 patronize black owned businesses and, and, and one of the things that I, I was um, reading the other, the other night in, book, in, the, in the book, The Black Tax, it was the fact that um, Dr. Sean Rochester, he talked about how uh, we have this thing of uh, generalizing businesses because we may have a, a bad experience at one business. And then mm-hmm. so that experience then gets extrapolated to all the all, all black businesses. Yeah. And, and, and I know. This personally being in business, this is this is the thing that um, what I try to do is to make sure if I do have a situation with a customer, I want to make sure that they don't leave there without knowing that uh, uh, this issue gets gets resolved. And I'm gonna give you a case in point. Um, I think I shared this with you before, where where it was the um, where there was someone while I was vending somewhere, someone asked me the cost of a book. Mm-hmm. And, and so I had to basically talk about, you know, um, that this emotional books and products is like any other business. You don't go into any other, you don't go into Walmart and any other businesses and, <laughs> and, and, and ask them how much they paid for it so you could negotiate a price. Right. Um, so, I, I, I'm making, I'm alluding to that because um, this is the thing that, that has to happen is because somehow people, what they do when they go to some of the black owned businesses, they're, they're looking for an excuse 
not to mm. to to buy the buy because because here, here's the thing, Sustan. There's many been many people. There's been situations where I where people come in the bookstore and and this is what they'll do. I'm gonna give you an example. I'll make they'll come in and they say, "Oh, if you had that book, I would have." Mm. I'd have, I would I would have bought that you know I'd have bought you know I'd have purchased that book, and I'd say, well, it's coming in next week. Oh, well, I'm not in a hurry, you know. Then I say, wait a minute now, if it was, <laughs> you see, right. so so what I have to do, I don't want to put them on the, you know, point it put out, put them on blast. Them, yeah, but I, I let them <laughs> tell them themselves, you know. Yeah. And this is the yeah. type of stuff that you have um, with, uh, with 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 dealing with uh, some of our uh, people that's purchasing uh, 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 you know uh, products with us, mm-hmm. uh, or you, the situation where one there was one time when someone uh, made this huge order of books for this library, and then I was never notified that I was actually competing with a white owned business. I was, I was told that they wanted wanted quotes, but they really wanted a quote, but then they said that they were going to purchase it. Well, well, they were just, the way it was done, it was like, we're purchasing it with you because you're a black owned business. So Mm -hmm. I gave them uh, a 25% discount on the Mm -hmm. books. And then um i waited and then when i called weeks later then i found out they did purchase it uh, elsewhere mm-hmm. and i said well why you come back to me to see if i could have uh you know uh beat that quote look 25 uh percent is still pretty that's very good i was here in 15 i'm like okay i'll give you 15 percent. but again here we go i understand quotes but if they really wanted to do a uh, business with a black owned business, they would. I, I'm just going to say uh, they they've spent way more money. People have spent more money with European American or other owned business other nationalities of businesses and pay what they ask for. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same situation and scenario that they want to come and haggle with african-american owned businesses they want to say okay well you know i can get it or whatever and and i understand getting it as a fair price but then remember those libraries they get big donations libraries also get funded uh, local tax money and everything so when it comes to uh certain uh certain kick you know certain things that uh, income that uh, a library gets they get big money already and and for them to have purchase the book then well, me, they should have purchased it with the well, decision with that story that i, I mm-hmm. didn't say this part too to the story mm-hmm. is that this particular person had worked at a at another library and had made a purchase with with the, with the bookstore and mm-hmm. and the percentage at that time now watch this was only because i was just getting started 15 percent yeah, and see, I heard fifteen percent, dude. I was like, 15%, look, fifteen <laughs> percent discount on it because it was a purchase of maybe five hundred dollars worth of books. Mm-hmm. So fifteen percent. So this order that was about five thousand dollars worth, uh, five thousand dollars, twenty five percent. 
mm-hmm. that I was, and you know, if you think about it, most uh, people got to understand the profit margins of books are are only about forty to fifty percent. So I'm digging, <laughs> I'm digging mm-hmm. into all I, because, but I, but I'm doing it because I like the volume. You know, you still yeah, make the certain, volume, the get that sale, sell a lot. Or, yeah. Right. Uh, so you know, part of it when we're talking about um, black e- economic development, self determination. Uh, I think that what I had shared, it's like, okay, I I want to support my African-American community, but I don't live there. Okay. But Mm -hmm. I want to support the community because African-Americans do live there. My group of people do live there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now uh, we'll support it. If there are businesses there Mm or support it uh, by maybe even doing events there. Right. Mm -hmm. So that others can see us and, participate where people don't have to drive way somewhere else. So that's another opportunity, but then to take and develop where I am. So African-Americans to develop where they are. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the issues too, what we were talking about self-determination is education. Now, you know, that's, that's boom, hands down. That's something that we do Uh, Mm -hmm. building curriculum for education. We uh, volunteer tutoring program, uh, support for nonprofit organizations. We've done that. And one of the things that you can do on ASBNC training and consulting is that you can go out and just give a $5 donation. Now mm-hmm. it's not tax deductible. You know, if you're going to go out and say, for instance, you want to do business with an African-American community uh, business, then go out and just give $5. And with that $5 that goes towards the education and the tutoring sessions for uh, nonprofit organizations. Like we partner with other nonprofit organizations. We teach. Give give me the name again. Uh, ASBNC training and consulting. That's, that's the, uh, that's the website for, for the company that I work with. Okay. So Uh, let me, let me me write this down. Hold on. mm -hmm. A A as an apple. S Uh as in Sam. B as in boy, N as in Nancy, C as in cat. Mm-hmm. And I can take us right to the uh, scholarship fund page here. I'll share that. And, you know, that scholarship, I mean, even if you don't want to purchase a class, then that can be uh, a way to support an African-American owned business by well, going out and supporting by going out and donating $5 to the scholarship fund. And we do tutor in learning support for grades K through 12. So it doesn't matter what the age is, but we do like to focus on STEM, you know, science, technology, English, and, you know, math. We do like Mm -hmm. to do that, engineering and math. Uh, but also what we found in our community is the reading. That's a big issue for mm-hmm. the school districts that uh, are the main school district. Mm-hmm. When I worked with them uh, on another project, it's like, look, the children in, are in third grade and they can't read. They don't even know their ABCs. Right. And there's more that don't know their ABCs by the third grade than do know the, you know, based well, on the 
percentages that I well, that I saw. Brings, and what you're saying that brings a, another point, and that's the um, um, making sure. Um, that's the other importance of having um, black-owned businesses, because if you if you looked at the my website, you know, if you looked at the um, groups that we support over years, you know, you would mm -hmm. see that. And we can see that um, that's been one of the things is that black businesses have to well, I say have to be socially responsible, and 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 the way of doing that is 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 to support uh, certain programs that you see because that that in in itself I guess you, let's go to yeah it, I think it's about I think it's that one where it say about us uh, I think that's under that tab there where it is it that one or maybe no 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 it's not there it's um go back up education it must be on the home page okay back to the home page and scroll down where is that okay no not there okay oh, these are books yeah. here yeah that's what it is it's keep on going i think it's yeah, there we go. There we go. So look at that where it says, uh, so these are the groups. You see where it says the uh, Brown Park uh, Baseball Association, mm -hmm. uh, South Louisiana Elite AAU program, you know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, uh, Committee, you know, um, uh, we see the co-sponsor co youth field trips with KJCB. KJCB was a local radio station. It's not in existence right now, but we used to do field trips. We used to do these what's called cultural field trips. And one in particular, we did one what we called to the Mississippi Delta, where we brought a hundred over a hundred kids to learn about. We took them out to um, uh, Money, Mississippi, where Emmett Till was uh, killed. Cause it has a the Emmett Till, mm -hmm. there's a museum out there. We took them out there. We took them to the house of Mega Evers mm. in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. So we did these, uh, we would do these, uh, we call these cultural uh, trips to kind of get them to understand the history and so forth. So we did that. Then we had a youth, uh, we used to have a, trying to bring that back, the youth book and chess club, trying to bring that mm -hmm. program back. Well, stay in touch. We're, we'll work together on that because there's mm -hmm. some uh, some tutoring op opportunities that we're going to to kind of open up a little bit more than just what we're doing. So, yeah, that book book club, youth and uh, youth book club, the chess club. Yeah. Tutoring Let me programs. Know. We had two different programs. We did. Yeah, I see. Then our various uh, cultural events that we had Kwanzaa, you know. And then, then you can saw the uh, our uh, just participating as a vendor in different uh, festivals because mm -hmm. a lot of times when people are putting on festivals, they they need support. So being a vendor, you're supporting. So that's another thing that 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 could be helpful that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. As far as like if some if organization if um, if organization is hosting an event in 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 what we what some people call the inner city if they were hosting the event then you come out and you and you uh set up as a vendor that that supports that organization so these are things that that can be that can be done for sure 
for sure. Yeah. And of course, your great books, the uh, great book resources out here. I see. <laughs> I, I have to still stay focused on the ones that I purchased already. To, mm -hmm. I like to glean from my books. I mean, I really like to get in there and check them out, you know, and learn from them and then move on to the next one. So, but I see a lot of juicy ones out there that, that I would like to get hold to, too. So keep, keep that in mind. I, you know, he's got great books out there, guys, you know, you go out there to the emoja, U-M-O-J-A bookstore.net. And you'll see all kinds of wonderful African-American books by African-American authors and great information there. The Miseducation of the Negro is an oldie but goodie by uh, Carter G. Woodson. I think that if everyone started there and it's so yes. reasonably priced, uh, you can really get get a good understanding because it's very that's very relevant even to what we're dealing with still today. Because well, like uh, the third is still relevant, so we you know mm -hmm. that's that's something. Yeah, still relevant. So, you know, part of what um, what we're discussing now is what can we do? But we, we agree that there's got to be it's hard. You got to roll up your sleeves. Hmm? Yes, you have to roll up your sleeves. And uh, I think that some of the things is, is getting involved in, in organizations that have, uh, you know, goals, you know, things that they're trying to do and. One of the things, one one of the things, even with our 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 organizations that are, are doing these things, we have to make sure that that our organizations are operating in a um, cordial manner. What I mean by that is like there's when, when you look in a city, you know, it's not it shouldn't be where you're competing against each other. Yes, you know, it's, it's not a competition that we're doing. It's like your organization, if you do certain things, people are going to gravitate to it. You, you don't have to undermine or say anything negative about our organization right. just want to join your organization. So we have to make sure we're, we're not doing that because I see that too often, even in, in the area where I live in Lafayette, Louisiana, I see that happening too much. And they, they, they say negative things. And I say, like, you know how many people that we have in this area? We, we, your organization, your particular organization cannot even um, uh, meet the needs of all the people that live in our right. area. So right. I have multiple organizations doing different things to help meet the needs of our people. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So yes. we can so uh, duplicate uh, different programs, you know, because um, I'm going to say this because when I, when I, I started a tutoring program years ago, it's like, I told someone they they came approach me. I said I told them, please do, because mm -hmm. I can only take I can only take so many. You know, you know they were saying Better I don't believe wanna, it. This is how they approached me. They approached, I don't want to seem like um um you know you know how we saying like um uh what what, what term I want to say um um. Biting, you know how we say biting on you or anything. You know how people say that backbiting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, copying off of you. You know. Well, oh yeah. Okay. But 
but I was saying like, no, we, we need that. So feel free. In fact, I'll tell you some of the things that we've done to uh, get it. You know, we, we had the way it was done. We would, um, we networked with a lot of um, fraternities and sororities and, and got the word out. Um, in fact, we had the uh, certain, uh, we had some fraternities and sorority that was uh, that actually uh, provided uh, notebooks and pencils and things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. so, so we made sure that we sent out letters to them, and we were very, you know, we we made sure that we got the word that we're doing this. Yes, and cool. I, I, I share those things that I share those things with them, and, and keep in mind. This these programs I'm talking about. This is before Facebook and all these things that we have right now, social media. So we, so we had to do. We was doing it the old school way, where you had flyers, mm -hmm. you put flyers in people's hands, you you sent things through the uh, the mail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know. Well, they're still going to. You know, you'll still. I mean, you know, part of the process that we use too in working to get information out to the uh, tutoring program, the nonprofit that works to get our information out they you still do send out some some mail you know as far as hard mm -hmm. copies you know because really the technology of a tablet is cool but there's nothing like pen and paper you know right. where a young person can take and of course they may have crayons will send out packages we actually drop off donate packages that have uh resources that a uh parent can use to work with their child homework and you know sometimes it's about the incentive to say okay well someone else understands my burden so I'm gonna that kind of helps them along to give them the strength to say yeah okay well I'm tired but I'm gonna help my young person here with their mm -hmm. homework and of course with the online processes the tutoring is is even there too so you know i have tablets and things that i use to write with you know so there's technologies that that i use and everything that can be used too i think one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to getting information or with the, working with young people is the data the data part of it because yeah you know you'll have the technology you, you can drop off a a care package with or send out a care package with some uh, writing material and information that they'll study but then too the online process having a, a young person a child now i think that what's happened is since COVID, that uh, the education system has brought a lot of students online well you're online all day do you really want to continue to be online so we or do you have the resources or the data to be online so that the education system will send home a data pack or whatever and then too you know what about if you don't have a data pack what can you do so we're really working to kind of come up with some creative ways and getting the information to the child where they can get on the bridge we call them bridges that's what we called them back in the day right. get on the bridge so that they can 
uh, get some homework tutor support. Uh, the family, let it be a family or, well, you know, she might be cooking dinner, but let the young person get on there. And, and uh, maybe it's just her mobile phone that she has unlimited data on. See, so some of that's been some of the challenges. Is there enough data? Is there a, a, a technology that is available for the young person to get on and be able to study? So that's some of what the that's some of what the donations are all about. Uh, the fun and learning, the scholarship fund, that's what funds that part of it as well. So, you know, we're, we're still developing and growing what we're wanting to do with nonprofits. But in talking about that education, I think that that's something that is super important to continue the education, but there's been miseducation. So to acknowledge mm -hmm. that there's been mm -hmm. such grave miseducation, uh, mm -hmm. even to the point to where the children are being passed to grade by grade and still mm -hmm. do not know the basics. Mm -hmm. So if we can just share to get those basics out, that's that's what our goal is. And, and that's a pretty interesting point as being passed on because we have to recognize as a community that that should not happen. Mm -hmm. because we have to, and that's, that goes back to where we're talking about when we see ourselves as a nation, a mm -hmm. nation has to be able to what feed, clothe, shelter, mm. and provide, provide security for itself. Right. So we have to have these different base, these basic necessities. So if you're, if you're don't have, uh, they'll have knowledgeable, you know, don't mm -hmm. have that, that level of education, how can that person be uh, uh, be in a uh, what I call uh, do anything productive for us? You know, mm -hmm. it's not it's it's, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge. You know, so uh, so we have to make sure that we we are are cognizant of that and making sure that we 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 don't allow these things to to persist. Yeah, well, you know, we're gonna I'll network with you. I'm really looking to uh, to network brother Uka, and we'll share with you what we are doing and and hopefully you can help us get um you know maybe people to participate get the word out that we're i think that's another part of the issue uh there's organizations doing things but do people know about it you know even on the social ah. media you know do people yeah. really know about it and then once they know about it are are you know, are they able to work their schedules to where they can participate or are they able to, you know, even mentally be able to, and I say mentally, you know, because it's, it's a strain to work and raise children and it, I've been there, but are they able to, you know, even, or be willing to sacrifice? Maybe it's about giving the $10 a, a week so that your child can uh, get in on some really cool tutoring opportunities because tutoring is super expensive. I don't care what company you go to. It's, it's very expensive to do. So that's but, one of but, the reasons why. But sister, and I want to comment on that point there. Um, that sacrifice that you're talking about, mm -hmm. that, that, that small sacrifice that you may have to make, that is very essential because here's the challenge. When I ran the program, we were doing it um, program with no 
with no cost, you know, free and mm -hmm. free of charge. And one of the things that someone brought to my attention is that when people are not, um, are not, when they, when something is free, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's what we would see. We see, uh, see where our attendance was sporadic, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have any skin in this game. I don't have right. any skin in it. So I don't have, why, why should I attend? So, mm -hmm. so what this person brought to me say, like, you, you should charge something. Yes. I mean, it, it could be a small amount, but you got to, mm -hmm. you can't, everything can't be absolutely free. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even the charge of the small fee that we're looking to do, it's it won't cover everything. And that's the point, even for the donations, uh, the fun and learning uh, contributions and things like that. Because, you know, we're looking at, like I said, the technology end of it, then to, uh, you know, just to make sure that people are available and to continue on with it. So even with that small donation, it, it still is, would be, is going to be a challenge and, and it is a challenge, but, you know, we're just kind of making sure, like you said, that people can have some buy-in, you know, and be willing to sacrifice what is, I mean, you're going to go nowadays, have you been to the fast food restaurants, Brother Uka? Right. Oh, my goodness. They're saying, okay, uh, mostly uh, minority young people uh, mm -hmm. working at these restaurants. Okay, you want to raise here? Then we're going to have to raise the prices at so that we can pay since the minimum wage has gone up. Mm -hmm. And so they're you're going through fast food and you're dropping 20, $25. Mm -hmm. And how can she really do that? You know, she's going, <laughs> can she really afford to do that? So it, it's, it's really something else. A lot of, of what is happening when it comes to even the wage, the increase in wage, the, then that's a good thing. I, I, I would say, you know, but, um, for people that do want to go and support the fast foods, <laughs> it might be cheaper just to take that money, you know, and go mm -hmm. to the store and then uh, make your tacos. So for $25, you probably <laughs> folks can eat, feed the whole right. family, you know, right. a taco meal and, and some mm -hmm. chips for $10 family of four. So, mm -hmm. and then take the other team and, 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 see, and the feed the it. mind of your child. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about it. And that's the thing about it is sacrifices. Yes. So the sacrifice would be taking the time to prepare that meal. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to tell you this on a personal level. I know COVID has been helpful in my household because we're cooking more. <laughs> I, that's good that's you good know? and so as a result of that we save him saving money doing so mm -hmm. and feeling better understand how much money you save so mm -hmm. when you're saving that money by preparing your own meals then you could support uh different programs and so forth you know mm -hmm. you know for sure for sure brother uka uh, we haven't even gotten into. I wanted to bounce off of you. We were been talking about getting that that PhD. Okay. Uh, that that power that 
that free PhD. I talked about that last right. week. Purchase how higher and uh, deposit. Purchase yes. higher and deposit black. But you know, yeah. you just we, hey brother. I said, look, we're going to de delegate, designate, focus some time for you to come on, and we can share uh, what has. Uh, been happening what's going on and maybe even a progress report mm -hmm. and to encourage uh the community to come together and do better so please come back please come back so yeah <laughs> next time we'll definitely get into make sure we make sure we start start off with talking about the phd okay mm -hmm. phd and and soul that's another one wow mm -hmm. So, you know, and of course, getting those updates on what it is that you're doing uh, mm -hmm. as being a part of the Black Economic Development Commission. Mm -hmm. I commend you for continuing on with that. Uh, of course, in COBRA, you know, a lot of what's going on. And I understand uh, when it comes to events because things have kind of shut down. But, you know, I think they're kind of opening back up, my brother, huh? Yeah, they're it's, out it's there with. They the the sporting uh, events are or on point oh. huh seventy some yeah. thousands yeah huh? they, they 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 full fledged you know well, COVID hasn't yeah. stopped the the mm -hmm. uh, football games the NFLs and and mm -hmm. come on now right. so look uh, I'm not going into that right now but if mm -hmm. here it, it, don't shut down the good so right. that you're you're they're directing the mindset of what profits them mm -hmm. Hmm? COVID is it's bad if you're trying to go to church it's oh bad COVID if you're trying to get together to to do better come together on an event mm -hmm. for uh lifting up your your nation your group uh, uh, uh edify it, lifting up people's minds so that they can do better. oh it's bad then oh but come <laughs> on over here and cheer for, right. for us because we're chasing a pig skin yes huh? yeah you're right you're right no way don't be duped don't fall for the mm -hmm. okie doke guys you know yes. if they're gonna open it up come on let's let's participate let's participate mm -hmm. in what's going to uh us uplift us lifting us uh yes. go out there to us lifting us.com i believe Yes, correct. Yes, and uh, check them out and see what they're doing. Uh, become, you know, maybe it could be something that you could become a member of. Don't forget uh, to go out there uh, on the site, emojabookstore.net, and uh, check out the great resources out there that Brother Uka has. And like uh, reasonably priced, if you don't do anything, but start out with that book, Miseducation of the Negro. I would suggest going out and, and grabbing that. He has that available. You can put that in your card and grab. Uh, don't forget to go out and donate just $5 to the Fun and Learning Project, the scholarship fund that helps uh, to to give to nonprofit organizations. It's a mobile well, tour project. I'm on record that I will be making a donation. Okay. And, you know, go out there and do that. That will, it, it, you know, 
every little bit helps and that's why we don't try to go you look if you don't see a class that you want if you don't have any learning things that you want to do you can definitely go out there and give so that another young person can do some learning hmm? yeah thank you thank you brother Uka. we appreciate it aspnc.com uh, so yeah there's lots that we can do to continue to move on and uh, see what we can do to make things better bring up that self-determination that self-determination we're talking about huh super thank you so much thank you <laughs> thank you sir and thank you again for joining uh just continue on to do do and be your best do and be your best and you know all of these great ideas and solutions that we uh, read and and have really they did they just came from the good book really the whole concept all the concepts believe it or not so you don't want to read any other book go ahead and read the good book and that that would be your best bet as far as a good start as well and i always say i always say uh, if the lord says the same we'll see you next time Justice. 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 Justice.